All right, and we're back with Region 3. First matchup, we got the 1 versus 16. Uh, Nashville Syrup, your very own Coach V right here. Um, Nashville's got a good team. Uh, we got, you know, we got Ailman, River Smith, Richard Sanders, uh, Gouliet. Uh, yeah, uh, Des Moines not bad though. You know, you got Tyler Bryant, who's a big scorer off the uh, at the three position. I like Ethan Johnson. He's a good two way uh, two way player. They could give me. A, I, I think they could give us a little scare here. Uh, Nashville is the number nine team in points. The number nine. So the nine team in points. Number one team in uh, three points attempted. The number nine team in true shooting percentage, the number thirteen team in assists, the number nine team in blocks, the number six team in turnovers. Uh, Des Moines—they uh, snuck into the NTT. Don't play a great schedule, um, but they won their conference tournament, lost in the first round. What do you see in this matchup, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the the flexibility of your team, Kyle, uh, is just like the greatest aspect of it I have a lot of guys that range from like six five to six seven um and then a couple of six nine six ten guys in there um i think that just gives your teams your team tons of flexibility i'm not going to give away all of your secrets but i know you think about ways in which guys play with each other and the matchups that you have um i think i think that this like your coaching combined with the flexibility that your team actually does have um is pretty incredible i mean river smith this this guy, he was what uh, ended up at an eight eight or. Was he started up at a five eight eight. He ended up with a four four. Okay, okay, yeah, just a huge out of conference uh, uh, get for you, and and hit. he's just able to put up significant numbers while also just completely shutting down the guy that uh, he goes up against. Um, he in some scrimmages against our team just like completely shut down. Uh, Raymond Glover, who is an absolute beast. And so uh, I think that uh, this is going to be a pretty easy one for you. Um, I know you're pretty worried. And, and Des Moines is a pretty good 16, 16 seed, you know, uh, all things considered. But they're still a 16 seed. They still only got in because they won their tournament or their uh, regular season. Mm -hmm. So they put up points, but it gets a pretty bad strength of schedule. I think they're just going to get bulldozed. All right, let's move on. We got the Plainview, the Butt Sniffers, um, ranked number 18, 194, strength of schedule. Uh, very balanced team. Marvin Johnson, the senior, 6'8", um, power forward, can play. Uh, yeah, love that guy. They're going up against the uh, nine-seed Aspen, fourth plateau, coached by Robo Coach uh, Samuel Nugent, the shooting guard. Uh, I mean, I went after him. I really liked him. Jose Thurman is a really good small forward, um, can score. Baby Amos coming off the bench. Uh, they have a solid team overall. Um, so Aspen is the number seven team in free throws attempted and the number 12 team in steals. Uh, so, and then uh, Plainview is... Uh, Plainview is the number three team in defensive points allowed, the number four team in defensive true shooting percentage, and the number seven team in rebounding margin. So... Pretty good matchup. What do you see in this one, David? Kyle, this is actually the three fourteen matchup, so we can we can go ahead and do this since you listed the stats, and then we'll, <laughs> My circle, bad. we'll circle back. No, it's all good. We'll uh, we'll circle back um, to David for the eight nine matchup. This is why I get paid the big bucks. Nice. You know, Thank noticing you. things like this. Just kidding, it's David. True. David noticed it, but <laughs> I still get paid the big bucks. Um, all right, so I think really like Butt Sniffers team um, and team name. 
uh, pretty decorated coach, um, has had some really good runs outside of last year, has had some really good runs, uh, in the NTT puts together some really good teams. Uh, this team is really, really balanced. Uh, you look at top scorer is Marvin Jacobson at 17.7 points per game. Um, but then after that, you know, three other starters score somewhere between 10 and 15 and then their bench puts up about 21 points a game. Uh, really, really spreads it out. Uh, you look at Aspen. Aspen's similar, uh, except for they don't have as many guys scoring double digits. It's really only difference. Uh, so Samuel Nugent's putting up good numbers. Jose Thurman. Uh, and then they have a couple of scorers. They're also scoring a little over 20 points per game off the bench. So these teams are put together pretty similarly. And you even look at the, um, the recruiting rankings. Aspen has had a little bit better luck in, in recruiting outside of this last year. Um, but Plainview's ceiling is a little bit higher. And so, um, I think what, what's going to come down to is efficiency. I mean, both teams don't shoot hyper efficiently, um, but force pretty bad true shooting percentages. Uh, both, both are around the 55% mark, uh, in shooting and then forcing under 50% mark in, in true shooting. Um, I, I think Plainsview is just a little bit more balanced. Um, they have a little bit more upside here mm-hmm. uh, that I think they're going to um, take this out. But I think this is going to be a really, really close matchup. Great. Next up, we got Birmingham Bulls, the eighth seed Bullhawks, um, led by Ronald Dargan and Jonathan McDaniel, the one-two punch and the uh, shooting guards point guard. Um, senior s- sophomore going up against uh, Miami Trail Plains. Uh, Tarek Nelson, 23 points a game. Uh, Peter Holmes, the freshman big man, along with Alexander Burnett. This, those all can score. Um, so you look at Miami. Miami is the number 10 team in points, the number 5 team in defensive three-point percentage, the number 7 team in steals, and the number 6 team in blocks. Uh, Birmingham is the number four team in three points attempted. So, uh, what do you see in this matchup, David? Yeah, I think um, I see uh, Birmingham strong uh, strength of schedule out of Conference 11. Uh, They they do battle with uh, Naples and Greensboro, obviously. Uh, They seem pretty battle-tested. Greensboro, the second time in their last game, uh, they don't commit a lot of turnovers or fouls. And uh, one of the things I noticed with Miami in uh, Conference 12 there, um, yeah, not often do you see a, a, a shooting guard that only scores 3.4 points per game, but that's uh, Nathan Woodall, and he's plus nine still. So uh, whatever you're doing with him, they're making it work, even though he's not uh, scoring. But uh, their bigs and their point guard uh, really make up for it collectively almost 60 points out of their 88 total points per game so hmm. yeah they also have a really good freshman class according to magazines ratings so um, i think yeah, um, i think this one's gonna go to overtime i think miami's gonna spoil um, birmingham's and uh, ntt bid here from uh, coming from the rtt last year so yeah i think it'll be close but unfortunately birmingham they go down on this one all right, great. Yeah, so next we got the Frankfurt Fighting Owls, the number five seed out of, five seed out of Conference 18, going up against the 12 seed, Cedar Crapids, Cheese Eaters. Um, they're led by Brian Thomas, the junior 6'6 player, scoring 28 points a game on 61.6% true shooting. Um, 
And then Frankfurt plays a really tough schedule. Uh, Carlos Johnson, the senior, um, playing a lot better this year. I feel like this team is just... Uh, He's had, he's had a tough time like getting them to all play together, but I feel like this team really meshes well, and I like how they play um, Frankfurt. Frankfurt is the number um, one team in free throws attempted. They're the number 10 team in rebounding margin and number eight team in assists. The 12 seed uh, Cedar Crapids is the number 14 team in personal fouls and the number four team in steals. What do you think of this one, Jimmy? So I think that the way uh, Ted Lasso slash El Nino uh, coaches his teams is like turns the threes all the way down. Uh, he just wants to attack the rim and get to the line. Uh, so he's he's forcing 19.3 uh, fouls per game. And, and the teams that that works really well against are teams that have like good star power, but not a lot of depth. Well, you look at Cedar Rapids, they have good star, star power, not a lot of depth. You look at their just recruiting rankings, like they're – Senior class, 236, 245. Sophomore class, 251, 243. Freshman, 135, 127. But then their junior class is 24, 17. And that's really led by Brian Thomas and uh, Garrett Kallenbach. Um, good pianist. Uh, but I, I think that that's actually going to be a problem for Cedar Rapids. Uh, Frankfurt loves to get other teams in foul trouble, put their bench um, into the game. And, and when that happens to Cedar Rapids, they have pretty significant struggles. Um and a lot of their their starters get into foul trouble pretty quickly, and so I just don't think that the uh, that Cedar Rapids has the depth um, to keep up with Franker. I think this might be a close first half unless one of the one of those guys gets an early two fouls, and then the game forces them to sit most of the first half. Um, but I think as the game goes and Frankfurt gets more and more guys in foul trouble, uh, they're going to pull away with this one. All right. Next up, we got the Clearwater line. I coached by Coach JD um, versus. The Beaumont Ballers snuck in by winning conference uh, 23, and they killed. Uh, I mean, they just absolutely destroyed College Station in that game. Um, so they are a very balanced team, probably led by their senior, this, their seniors, Devin Joyce and Jawan uh, Thompson, whereas Clearwater obviously has Cameron Poso. He's there all everything. But I really like their combo, actually, at small forward of Mario Coden and Garrett Brown, both scoring 10 points, 10, uh, over 10 points a game. So combined, they're averaging 20.4, um, 21.4, 21.2 points per game in their little combo. So kind of like that. You look at uh, Clearwater. Clearwater is the number eight team in points, the number eight team in three-pointers attempted, the number eight team in true shooting percentage, the number 11 team in assist, and the number four team in blocks, um, whereas Beaumont is the number nine team in personal fouls, and number eight team in defensive points, and number eight team in turnovers. So what do you see in this one, David? Yeah, um, I think Clearwater has uh, I'm a really good team like yeah. every year. It seems like I'm a little biased being in the same conference and getting to play them each year, but uh, yeah, they've got a really good team again this year. I was really surprised we beat them in the regular season, and then in the tournament too. Uh, like you said, Raposo is huge for them. Uh, uh, player of the year in our conference, um, but also their, yeah, their starting point guard, small forward, power forward, mentioned backup small forward, but yeah, they get 10-11 points per game too, so they're not going to be easy out in this tournament, I don't, I don't think. Hmm. Um, and then on the other side, 
Uh, Beaumont, yeah, doesn't have a lot of uh, turnovers. Uh, they're a little bit on the lower end of uh, shots per game. Uh, they have some height down low. But overall, I think this is going to be an easy win for Clearwater. Let's hope they don't uh, overlook Beaumont and uh, uh, look to the next game and uh, get distracted in that and actually do advance. Yeah, I think the criticism for Clearwater has always been strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Conference 10 has gotten a lot more competitive with the rise of Ocala, with the rise of a couple of other teams, uh, I think Clearwater has shown that they really are the real deal. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm excited to see them. Uh, it should be interesting to see how they do without Reposo, though. That's a big cog they have to fill um, next year. So they got a little time. But next up, we got the, uh, we got the 7-10 matchup, Little Rock, the Lizards. Um, yeah, Lil Rack, the Lizards, uh, led by um, their duo of Quinn Mitchell and Timothy Sanchez, going up against the number 10 Gulf Shore Mustard Tigers, coached by Buford Hawk, um, won the NTT three years ago. So, um, Zachary Story, I mean, and Ricardo King, those are his guys, you know. Uh, they go off, they score a lot, um, and he really runs his team through them. Gulf Shores is uh, number five in defensive points allowed, uh, number seven in defensive true shooting percentage, number 14 in assists, number eight in steals, and number 14 in blocks. Um, yeah, whereas, uh, whereas Little Rock is uh, number 10 in personal fouls, number five in defensive true shooting percentage, and number three in blocks. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, um, I, I do just want to make a quick note. So one of my first seasons uh, was the Gulf Shores run in the NTT to win it, mm-hmm. and they completely changed. I loved offense coming into that season. I uh, had a really, really offensive team. I played them in the Sweet 16, and they just demolished us, uh, and it completely changed the way I think about like just the necessity for defense. Who knew you needed both offense and defense in order to be good? Uh, I'll tell you what, Gulf Shores did. Uh, but no, the, I think that they, they continue to stick to their identity of just like forcing really bad uh, shot percentages. So looking for those guys who don't necessarily, I mean, they do have a lot of steals and blocks on their team this year, but but guys who like are not just uh, stat getters, but guys who actually force really, really bad shots. Um, and then to, to add Zachary's story to the, a team like that mm-hmm. um, has just been absurd for them. So their identity seems to have changed just a little bit. Um, but just per, this perennial NTT team that, that just gets it done. Uh, Little Rock has a great coach in UConn as well. Um, but I just I just think that they're not as efficient offensively outside of Timothy Sanchez. Um, but they also force a pretty bad uh, true shooting percentage. In fact, it's actually a little bit worse uh, than the one that um, Gulf Shores forces. So I think this is going to be a really close game, but I just don't know if Little Rock is going to have enough firepower to keep up with the Zachary story show so I'm going to pick Gulf Shores here yeah David are you a little bitter about uh, Zachary story at all yeah maybe a little bit I mean he would have been nice to have on my team but can't win them all so (laughs) for sure for sure was that a 1-1 tie I don't remember I'm I'm pretty sure it was a 1-1 that you forgot to recruit on and then twice and then he might have forgotten to recruit once as well, so you still ended up down 17. Yeah, very likely. That's rough. That's rough. All right, let's look at the last matchup in this. We got Rockford, the Files, Future Star. Um, 
already a star now. He has no future about it anymore. Um, they won conference 14, number 10 seed. Uh, Daniel, El- I mean, that, this freshman class of Daniel, Daniel Alford, Caden Keys, and Jonathan Brown um, are a lot of fun. They put up a lot of points, um, and they're good. They're going up against the Huntington Beach Oxen out of conference 28. They won their um, title, and this is their second ever um, NTT. So congratulations on winning that. Um, that's that's big for you. So we look at this these teams. Uh, Rockford is the number uh, five team in points, the number eight team in free throws attempted, the number ten team in offensive rebounds, the number five team in assists, the number one team in steals, um, and then Huntington Beach is the number nine team in defensive three point percentage, and that is their only. Statistical category. What have you seen this game, David? Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know how much you guys pay attention to um, what's going on in the world, but I'm pretty sure Huntington became a meme today. Uh, it did. So, Huntington Beach today, if you guys haven't uh, seen the uh, Grim Reaper that was on Huntington Beach as it opened up, <laughs> you guys got to check it out. It was just like instant comedy, incredible stuff. Um, Anyways, I think that's the only thing that Huntington Beach has going for them. Hmm. Uh, they run into a pretty good Rockford team. I mean, we talked about at the um, uh, the recruiting podcast to start the season that Rockford just landed a class that they needed to go from future tar- star to current star, mm-hmm. like you said, Kyle. And they did it. Um, and I also think I'm a little biased because future star always comments on my uh, all-names team and, and laughs at the same jokes that I laugh at. Um, hmm. So maybe I am a little bit biased, but I think that this team... Uh, is finally put together in a way that can be really, really competitive. Um, I mean, when you have four guys that are almost scoring 20 points a game, um, just a really, really balanced team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and, and they're all, like, pretty efficient. You yeah. Know? Uh, Who do you shut down? Right, right. Huntington Beach, I mean, they they force an, an, a decently bad um, true shooting percentage for their opponents, but they're only shooting uh, 1.5% better. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't think that they have it in their tank. I, I'm surprised that they're even um, a 14 seed and not a 16, 15 or 16, which I think says a lot about who got into the tournament and who stole some bids this year. Yeah. All right, next up, we got the 6 11 matchup. I really like this matchup. 6 11s are always good. Um, you got uh, Bangor, the Wild Ducks, out of Conference 6, went undefeated in their conference, won both the regular season and the tournament, going up against the Macon Gorillas. Uh, Coach Golf Team 31, uh, with that great freshman class, Demetrius Hartman at shooting guard, and Rayshon Herring, uh, the, the big man. Um, but. Hartman can score 20.7 points a game. Got to love him. Uh, but Bangor is just really talented. You know, he got Lane Batdorf, Mason Jackson, Gabriel Mingus, uh, Lucas Warner. Like, they, they got some really talented players on their team. Uh, Bangor is uh, number 12 in points, number three in defensive three-point percentage, number nine in assist, and number two in steals. Um so, and then Macon, on the other hand, is number 10 in turnovers, number 10 in assist, and number 10, and number 11 in blocks. So, what have you seen this matchup? Yeah, um, I uh, noticed some, uh, some great names in this matchup, first of all. 
mm-hmm. Elaine Baddorf, Gabriel Mingus. You mentioned them already. Ozzie Drive Smaller, the Lane Baddorf. That's a great name. I'm, I'm a Van Penny, too. I think I'm a great name as well in Macon. So that's, yeah, that's one of the first things I noticed. I was like that. Uh, the all names team as well. Uh, but uh, Bangor, uh, they won their regular season in tournament. Uh, saw that. Yeah, Ed Strong, recruiting the last four years, headlined that strong sophomore class. Pretty balanced scoring after Mason Jackson. 4.6 steal uh, differential, almost 40 turnovers. Forced 15 and a half turnovers. Uh, and yeah, they came in uh, third place in NTT last year. So that's definitely going for them. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, Macon, they lost in, in the tournament championship for their conference. This is their eighth time to the NTT, so that's uh, definitely got that experience, going to be drawn on that for sure. Standout freshman class. Usually, conference six is pretty good, I would say. Uh, this year, yeah, maybe not as much. I wonder if Bangor um, is feeling uh, maybe a little overconfident after rolling through their last 10 games. Um, so, yeah, I uh, wonder if they're going to come out a little flat um, because of that. Uh, and so while Macon lost both spots in the rankings, I think Bangor pulled this one out in overtime. Cool. I, I think that Bangor is just a really, really good team. They are. Um, I, I, I think, like, they... They pulled out some really, really tough games. Like, everything went their way this year. Uh, a four-point win to Carnegie. Uh, another four-point win to Carnegie in the conference tournament championship. They beat us by three um, during the regular season. Like, they yeah. they just pulled out some really, really close games um, to where I, I sometimes things just go your way, you yeah. know? Um, and last year they did for them, and I think it's going to be another year in which Bangers is slept on a little bit, and, and their balance and, and their really, really solid recruiting in all four classes is going to carry them. Yeah. I mean, they've played a really good schedule. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, they're, I think their strength schedule is a little underrated uh, for I agree. sure. I agree. Um, but let's look through these games. So I got uh, Nashville taking down Miami in the second round. Uh, I got Aspen upset in the buff uh, the butt sniffers and then Frankfurt taking down Aspen um, Clearwater losing to Gulf Shores Rockford losing to Banger um, Banger taking down Gulf Shores Nashville taking down Frankfurt and then I'm I'm going to take us to the final four I'm believing my team this year um, <laughs> we'll see how we do yeah Kyle you got to get out of my head I literally picked the exact same things outside of the Plainview Aspen uh, upset like not even joking Nashville over Miami like I don't need to repeat them all um, <laughs> but I think the banger Nashville matchup is going to happen in the Elite Eight and I think you guys will handle alright alright any players to watch in this region I mean Cameron Raposo I mean I love Edward Aylman that guy can play I, this is my he's been playing so, so great this season um, 26 points per game 3.4 assists 1.8 steals uh, guy's great uh, any other guys yeah, you guys? that's absurd I mean Mason Jackson just comes up big in big mm-hmm. games time and time again um, we, we put our best defender on him couldn't slow him down yeah um, and then I, the other guys you mentioned I mean I'll, I'll still again just mention the freshman River Smith I mean 
No, still the third leading scorer on your team behind Ailman and Sanders. But the things he's able to do, do and shut down guys defensively, I mean, I think he's going to carry the day in this region. Yeah, Carlos Johnson, too, he's a really great player. Um, he feels like he's been around forever, but he's, a, I mean, 6'11", power forward, 16 points and 10 rebounds. I like him a lot. So, great, great. Um, any other thoughts? Cool. We'll move on to the last region, Region 4.